The following program is brought to you by We Are Many. To learn more about this program or to find others like it, check out wearemany.org. The first speaker will be uh, Sarah, and she is a member in LA. She's also active in um, the UTLA, the United Teachers of Los Angeles. Um, and the other speaker is Roger, who is a member of the ISO in San Francisco and has been a longtime activist in the Bay Area and is very involved within the immigrants' rights movement as well. So um, I believe Sarah is going to speak first, and they'll both speak for about five minutes, and then we'll go ahead and open it up for discussion, and there will probably be some um, back and forth, uh, but I'll just reiterate that again when we get to the discussion point. So, Okay, so yeah, so I'm Sarah. I joined the ISO in 1997 in uh, Wisconsin where I was active around the death penalty um, and met some ISO members and kind of expanded my view of what um, I wanted to fight for. Um, so actually when people uh, make comments or ask questions in the discussion, it's actually kind of useful in a, in a smaller group like this. People can say kind of where you're coming from and, and um, what uh, what you're working on and, and what your major questions are and stuff. We're going to make uh, mostly make this focused on discussion and questions and so on. Um, so um, we did this, we did a similar meeting to this in, in Chicago and what I kind of uh, realized is that like um, uh, to give a little bit of background and then to kind of open it up for people's questions. So, so a set, like, what's the essence of, of the ISO really? And if we were going to do this as like a, a class or if we had more time, I'd have people take a look at these two um, documents. One is called Where We Stand. Um, and it's the basic politics that the ISO is organized around. And this is kind of the point of this conference this weekend, is to talk about um, this aspect of what the ISO does. Because really the ISO is based on the intersection of these three things, politics, organization, and struggle. Politics are those ideas that we think we need in order to be successful and to make a successful um, uh, change happen in this country. Um, what's our goal? So these are some of the questions that will probably come up and people might want to, we might want to pick one or two and highlight them and go with them. What's our goal? What are we fighting for? What's our vision of, of where of the kind of society that we want to live in? Um, where do we come from politically? What, what is the you know what's the what are the historical roots of our ideas and our theories about changing society? So the other um, aspect of what we want to talk about is organization, and that really uh, means revolutionary organization. So if you want to have a revolution, you need to have revolutionary organization to try to um, carry out those goals. And then also the, our role in building or organizations of the working class and, and of um, oppressed people to fight um, their oppression and to fight exploitation. And then the third aspect of what we do in the ISO is to get involved in the struggles that happen, you know, whether it's the immigrants' rights movement or the anti-war movement or the EDS movement for Palestine, any movement that we see against oppression and exploitation and get involved in these three things. And really, I think the most important question is the question of how do we make, you know, how do we make socialism relevant to people who are becoming politically conscious right now? How do we get there? And so the sort of like how do we get there thing is the sort of nexus between these three, between these three aspects. Our ideas, what we're fighting for, um, our, the, our methods of organization, and then the struggles that we get involved in in order to really get there. And that's the sort of found, those are the sort of founding principles of the ISO. This whole, this whole conference this weekend is intended to address you know, some of the politics, and, and people can pick up this packet called Where We Stand. It's one of the first things that you would read um, if you wanted to join the ISO. Um, and then this one actually is a member's toolkit, and this focuses on what do you do if you're a member of the ISO? What do ISO members do? and so on. And because it was the biggest question um, that came up in Chicago, I want to just focus on two aspects of what I think it's going to take to win. Because to me, the most important reason to get involved in the ISO is if you believe, like I do, that 
it's possible for working class people in this country to get involved in the struggle to make a, a fundamental change. If you believe that the, in the creativity of working class people to invent methods of struggle that are going to actually work, um, if you're the kind of person who wants to go out and, and talk to other people and get people involved, like I know a lot of people when they first become politically active, they sort of think, well, you know, I get it, I'm enlightened, I know what's going on, I see, I see what's going on, but everyone else, they kind of, they don't get it. You know, they're not, you know, they're, they, you know, people are bought off or people don't get it or whatever. If, the, if that's, you know, kind of your orientation, you're not going to, you know, you're, the ISO is really not the organization for you if you think you get it and no one else does. So we're based on the idea, like, let's go out and involve more people in organizing and, and involve more people in changing the world and harness the creativity of working class people in this country um, to really make a change. Um, just to talk about two aspects of our organizing, democratic centralism, I wanted to define that because that's a thing that comes up um, a lot. Um, to me, the, the essential elements of democratic centralism, it's what we do in the ISO. Um, it's, it's first of all based on the assumption that we all agree on some basic um, principles about socialism outlined in this packet. Um, secondly, that we have rigorous, rigorous, rigorous internal debate about what to do about strategy and tactics. But, and that third, that we have unity of action, so that once we debate something out, strategy and tactics, we vote on it, we all act together as one organization. It's also based on the idea that, that we as the ISO want to play a part in being the, the memory of the working class. We want to learn the lessons of the struggles of workers before us and what worked and what didn't work and, and take them forward. And so for that reason, lastly, um, it's based on the idea that um, experience really counts and really matters. And it's important, um, the experience that, that folks in the ISO have and the experience that you build up as a member of the ISO and, and in terms of developing yourself as a leader and sort of, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants. Cool. One more thing real quick. I think one thing that distinguishes the ISO from other organizations um, is the idea of the united front. Um, and the idea, so, which is, the, which is our strategy or our, our um, orientation toward getting involved in these struggles. So um, United Front, um, based on the idea that we march separately, or we, I'm sorry, march together, strike, strike together and march separately. So we get involved in struggles. For example, we get involved in the struggle for immigrants' rights, and we're going to work with groups who don't necessarily agree with us on revolution or who might have reformist demands, but we're going to get involved together. If we can all agree we want legalization for 12 million, or not even 12, if we, you know, we're going to win legalization for one section of immigrant workers, we're going to all march together. Um, we are going to, um, um, if we do that, we actually think, and this is, I think, an, uh, one important uh, distinction between us and some other groups, we actually think that we can win some provisional victories. We can win something, we can win legalization um, for, for people. Um, we, can win, um, we can win demands in, in the short run. And in so doing, when we're doing that, when we're marching together with groups that aren't revolutionaries yet and workers that aren't revolutionary yet and unions and other liberal organizations, we actually, it, one of the good things about that is that we get a chance to stand on the same, same stage as those reformists and we get a chance to uh, sell newspapers to those same audiences as the reformists do and, and put our ideas out there, revolutionary ideas for changing society and let people choose for themselves which ideas make the most sense. And that, and that lastly, I think the United Front is uh, based on the idea that um, whether we're on the offensive or defensive at a given time, whether we make compromises or we don't make compromises um, is a question of strategy and tactics and not a 
question of, of principle. And I wanted to outline that because I think um, a lot of people who are becoming involved in radical politics today, um, the question of how do we get there, how do we work with other forces, this is one thing to me that I enjoy most about being in the ISO is that we really have rigorous internal debate about this kind of, that exact kind of thing. So um, those are some of the basics of our, of our organizing. And then Jonathan, who was going to do the other section of our introduction, had some kind of martial arts accident. So um, Roger standing in front of is going to talk about some of the other aspects, and then we're going to just take a whole bunch of questions and, and try to focus on a few of them. Martial arts is not one of the requirements of membership, although <laughs> if you've got those kind of skills, that's, that's also acceptable. Um, so uh, Sarah talked about you know what we do and why. I kind of want to just... Uh, maybe through just kind of talking about what, how things in, in the world kind of changed since, since I joined, kind of give it a little context to, to the to the moment that we're looking at now. Um, that being said, people may, I mean, like people may, there is things that we ask members to do and be a part of in building the organization nationally and the branch. So people may have questions and they're welcome here about. What does it mean about what are we paying dues? How is that figured out? What, we, what does it mean that you want us to come out and sell the paper with the organization, with other members, to participate in branch meetings and, and branch activity? Uh, so those are certainly open to um, for further discussion. I think the thing there is just to say it's like <clears throat> there is no way to grow Marxist in some sort of test tube laboratory condition. Like we are going to develop in the context of the real world, right? So that's what this is, is, is about. Um, like, as Mark said, the point is to change it, right? The point is to change the world, so that's the same. So I joined in 2000, um, and if people kind of cast back to, to that, I mean, we had a rising global justice movement. Uh, the, the Nader super rallies were drawing, you know, like, I think a low-end one was like 10,000 or so in the Bay Area. Um, there was uh, just the optimism, the, the building movements, the, the return of, of struggle this coming on the heels of... of of um, World Trade Organization protest in Seattle uh, and so on. And then 9-11 hit in 2001. Um, and when I say hit, I choose that word carefully. It hit the movements. I mean, the global justice movement was... Was, was severely impacted. Um, the political climate changed very rapidly. People will remember you know, the songs that couldn't be played on the radio anymore, the journalists who got fired for, for, for questioning the, the rush to war and so on. It's not to say that organizing and resistance stopped in San Francisco immediately. We began planning with, with, with others a town hall meeting um, to build resistance to, to the drive to the war in Afghanistan, and that first meeting brought out 500 people. But it certainly had an impact on the trajectory of movements that was, that was building uh, prior to that date, 9/11. There's been a lot of rebuilding, and actually, a lot of it went, went much more rapidly. I think, it, it, so rapidly that it was actually kind of surprising in a lot of ways of, of, of building back the ground that what 9/11 had hit on. But there, and then, and then also in the time since 9/11, we've seen some incredible high points. I don't know if people will remember or perhaps participated in a May Day 2006 in the Bay Area or in Los Angeles or Chicago, uh, any places. The fight around here, one of the things we're involved in, is campaigned in the death penalty, the fight against um, the death penalty, the, the fight to save um, Kevin Cooper uh, with Kevin Cooper and, and, and the victories there. Um, so a lot of things, you know, going on in the last 10 years or so. I think, you know, but in what so much of this conference has addressed is, is, the, is the economic crisis that exists right now and what that means. Um, and so that's where I want to kind of, in a sense, kind of contrast to, to what uh, came before and, and point to some of the differences. Um, I mean, one, I think what, what crisis, and this is, you know, one of the things that Marxists say about, about crisis, one, okay, right, that capitalism can't avoid it. Two, that it really tears the curtain away for millions of people on the true nature and the priorities and 
and the function of capitalism. In short, for most people, it doesn't work, right? Um, and that is, I think, being shown on a very big scale uh, right now. So and when it creates a, an enormous ideological opening, right? It, okay, we've been saying for a long time, capitalism doesn't work. We need to change it, and there's a, a way to do that. It's also opened up opportunities for struggle. If people think just what has been going on with the fight for LGBT rights, the fight around the budget cuts, uh, the fight for immigrants' rights, uh, against the death penalty, against the racist murder of Oscar Grant um, in, in a trial going on now. Um, you know, one of the things I used to hit a lot... Um, talking to people on the street corner our, with our newspaper and stuff is the thing, well, you know, I agree with a lot of your ideas, but if you just change the word socialism, I think the socialism that carries a lot of baggage, you know, and if you could just kind of find a way to, to get around that. I can't remember the last time I heard that. Well, I can't. It was before the, 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 the economic crisis hit. I, you don't hear, now, there are certainly people right now who are saying, well, we live in a socialist country and it's a total disaster. <laughs> look, look, take, if this is socialism, now I quit. There's no point, you know what I mean? Like, it's not. So, but the thing is, like, you just don't hear that. What, what you actually see is opinion after opinion poll showing that socialism is something that most people think, well, not, let me qualify that, that many people and growing numbers of people think is preferable to capitalism. Um, now, what is meant by socialism? I think there still needs to be a lot of clarification. One of the things that we really stand on in, in the International Socialist Organization is that socialism is a self-emancipation of the working class. It cannot be given to us. It cannot be bestowed. It must be fought for and won. And through that, we transform ourselves in that struggle, and that's an essential part of it. So that's one of the things that we're trying to, to clarify. So uh, as we go through things. So, I mean, uh, Sarah talked about the, the struggle and the movements that we participate in. That is a big part of what we do in the organization, but we do that as a way of also building that Marxist current and with an explicit goal of building Marxist organization in the course of those struggles. We want every single struggle that we participate in or in solidarity win, uh, with Ooh, good Lord, to win, right? We want to bring the troops home from, from Iraq and Afghanistan. We want to end the death penalty. We want full unconditional amnesty for undocumented immigrants in this country. But we also want these fights to be a part of, of, of the fabric of building a revolutionary transformation of the society. And, and, it, and just to end, kind of take it back to the branch life, Look, it comes under the heading of the things that I call the glamorous life of a revolutionary. You got to make some flyers. You got to hand flyers out. There's a lot of meetings and stuff. All that stuff, plus the excitement of actually building on the ground struggles to, to change things. But like all that should connect and flow from and point to the ultimate goal of the transformation of society through working through working class leading a, a fight uh, of the oppressed to do that. So I'll just leave it there. Right, we could probably have about 40 minutes of a back, not 40 minutes, that'll be going into the next section, about 20 minutes um, to, to, to actually get some things up there. I'd like to begin by taking um, questions, and I think Sarah was kind of going to keep track of them um, up there. And I just want to be clear, uh, just right out of the front, I want to prioritize people who I'm assuming everybody that's here is interested in joining the ISO, wants to find out more, maybe wants to start a branch. Um, if you're not, I'm actually going to take steps to redirect the discussion, so I just want to be clear that um, just, just up front before we get started. So with that, I want to go ahead and open it up. And again, like any and all questions, also if you're a new member and you want to add things um, as well. So, um, could you say anything? Um, my name's Jordan. Um, you said uh, people who are just coming to go for the active, you know, say, hey, I know what's going on, but all those other people don't, and I want to go talk to people. And then you're like, but the ISO is not for you. So I didn't quite Oh, what did I, can I just clarify that real quick? Yeah. yeah. I, I meant like, okay. I meant that if if you're the kind of person who wants to involve other people in struggle, and you think that you know other working class people that are you know ideas make sense to people, and you want to go out there and make them relevant, that's 
you know what we want. And it, but you know, I've just met so many people who think, well, I get it, and but other people just don't get it, you know. And if that, that's your kind of point of view, it's just really not like how we operate in the ISO. So it's not going to be a good. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to make it like you know you can't you know join, but I'm just saying like our orientation is we think other people will agree with us if we go out there and, and you know have these ideas make sense, and so you know that's what we do, you know. All right, I think I saw it. Um, yes, you had a white vest. Um, I the thing that you mentioned is something that I've been thinking about. Is when you're looking at socialism, um, the baggage of words. A lot of people are so attached in this society that isn't capitalism the answer? Mustn't it be the answer? It's like sort of like uh, um, Alice in Wonderland, you know, they're stuck in the mirror. And, and it's really strange. I mean, they may be doing incredible socialist type of things, like believing in, in working for helping other people and all these kinds of things. But they, when you come up with the word socialism, they kind of freak out, or they say, you know, it's like that's still, and I'm, I'm in L.A., and it's that still the bad guys or the enemy or something like that. And the other thing is around the word class, or working class. Now, in our society, I mean, it's like, especially the older people, we're all running up against, you know, $40 for a pill that their doctor says that they need, no matter what class they're in. They're kind of freaking out, and I'm feeling like everybody is in our society kind of like on this same sort of train. And so I'm wondering, with some of the words, the idea of class, the idea of some of these things, how to work with some of that in communicating. Because it's like everybody's feeling that pressure. I've got um, I've got two more hands, and again, I wanna. I'm wondering if maybe we can just like get just some questions, like anything that you've got, just throw out some questions. So like, so you there in the black shirt, and I'll have you in the pink shirt. After that. Um, Sarah, I've actually posed this question to you before, maybe um, a couple members of the ISO, but um, I've been around the ISO for for more than a year, and I still am very interested in joining. But my question is, um, basically, like, I'm in the military, and there's only so much that we can do without getting recommended. Excuse me for it. So I was wondering if maybe, like, when I join the ISO, um, if there are any accommodations, like special accommodations that can be made to my situation so that I can still help with the struggles of working class, but not go overboard to where my commanders would start recommending mm -hmm. actions. So yeah, so woman in the jeans right here, and then you in the dark there. Yeah. If I were to join the ISO, how would I find out what my local chapter is, and how large it is, and when and where it meets? What city are you in? Berkeley. Okay. Okay. Well, that's um, it's, it's for anybody. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then for you, okay. and then I've got the woman in the bottom there. I think the word stand document is, is exceptional. And the question I have is that um, if one does not believe 100% all the principles that are in there, for instance, I know that there's an internal debate within the ISO about state capital, this past year. If you do not agree with 100% of those, is that who would you join? Question. Um, so I have the woman in the red and the person in the black shirt there. Okay, I see you raising your hand. You're back. Okay. The woman in the uh, black shirt. Who is the working class? What does that mean? Uh, and then just a um, 
socialism versus reforming capitalism with understanding that both systems are flawed. Mm -hmm. um, that issue. Okay, so you there, and then you uh, Yeah, what well, does a, just a normal working class member of the ISO do uh, during, <laughs> during uh, as a member, what your responsibilities, roles, meetings, and things? Okay, so, um, you, uh, yes, you, uh, uh, yeah. Of course, the gentleman's question that was asked about, uh, what the presenter said about, um, it is the ISO for you, if you have this attitude. I, I think what she was trying to say was that um, the, you shouldn't join the ISO if you don't believe that uh, other people have the potential to grasp the same concepts that you understand. <laughs> right? it, it, so. Yeah, we're not snobby, I guess, is what I Okay, um, were you, was that? Yeah, I, okay. Um, I saw that there were a couple of other people that raised their hand that may have questions, but right now I actually um, I saw there were some members. So Sid actually raised his hand, so I didn't know if you want to take up some of these. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I try to take up one of these about uh, reforming capital. You know, we talk about reforming capitalism versus having a revolution for socialism. Is socialism also a flawed system that needs to be reformed? Does that mean you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth, um, I think part of the idea of socialism being a flawed system uh, is rests upon looking at countries that have called themselves socialists or call themselves socialists today uh, and kind of looking at that and saying, okay, so you look at the problem. I mean, Soviet Russia called itself, or Russia you know, after Stalin or under Stalin's rule called itself socialist. Um, China called itself socialist for a while. North Korea calls itself socialist. I don't even think those are flawed systems. I think those are just totally, I mean, the, those, in, in, in essence, they have a structure very similar to that of capitalism, which is a tiny, um, totally unaccountable, unelected, or anything bureaucracy exploiting the labor populations of their own countries. And so when, when the ISO advocates socialism, we're not, we're not trying to say, let's build something like Cuba or build something like North Korea. What we're saying is the working class should collectively control and own the means of production and run it democratically in its own interests. That's pretty different than anything that actually exists right now. So, um, so yeah, I mean, why do we think capitalism needs to be, uh, what, what has to be gotten rid of and can't be reformed away? Because you can't reform away the wage-capital relationship. You can't reform away the, the fundamental exploitation of the working class that is that, at that, 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 that the base of capitalism and is at the base of a lot of the problems that capitalism produces. Uh, and will a socialist society necessarily be a, a paradise or some kind of an unflawed, you know, the amazing thing after its institution? I don't know, that's going to be a historical question. I do know that the immediate gains in the aftermath of the Russian Revolution were something that we would aspire to even today. Like the decriminalizing, well, not so much the decriminalizing of homosexuality, which happened back then, but um, it's, it's, not, yeah, it's not criminal right now, but uh, liberalizing abortion and divorce laws, um, uh, or a real campaign against racism. Like the, the, the kind of real gains that we have seen in the aftermath of working class struggles and revolution are things that, we, that would take society 100 steps further than it is today, and on a totally different basis. Okay, uh, I was going to have Todd have been sharing. Oh, okay, on where to find the ISO, internationalsocialist.org has a listing of all the branches. Uh, so you can go in there, it's a phone number, the email, so it's a call. Um, and then just a little talk to you for a little bit. Can you find out how many members there are in your group? Best way to do is go to, we don't post how many members we have in each group, but you just go to a meeting or, or talk to somebody. Um, number one, number two, um, 
the socialism a bad word? It certainly is a bad word for some people, and a lot of those people have a lot of money and they hate that word. And then some people who believe that it's still a bad word based on the connotations of Stalinism. Um, I think that, as, as Roger said, it's changed dramatically in the last two years in terms of if this is capitalism, in most people's popular consciousness, what's the opposite of capitalism? Socialism. Capitalism sucks. Maybe you should check out the alternative. Uh, I think that that's a growing, a growing idea. So it doesn't mean, mean that people don't have questions or maybe even still some bad connotations. But I think our attitude is we have to fight to make socialism a good word. We have to say that it is the solution to the capitalist problem, uh, and, and that's a big part of what the big part of what the ISO is trying to do. So I think rather than being defensive about that, I think we should welcome the debate. I think we should say we have had a capitalist dictatorship in this country for 200 years, and look where it's gotten us. We need to try something different. We need socialism. And if you want to talk to us about that, let's discuss what that would mean. I think rather than being like, maybe we should change the words, I think we should be like, this is what we mean by it, and then have a good positive definition to go along with it. And then very briefly on, on the where we stand column, um, I would say yes and no. So there's some things in the where we stand column we're 100% opposed to oppression and exploitation and imperialism. So if you're kind of like, I'm not putting, I'm not saying you are, but if somebody's like, well, I really think the war in Iraq is going pretty well, and I think we should invade Pakistan, then we're going to be like, no, you should not join that. So, <laughs> And in fact, you know, why are you here? Um, but <laughs> your question is more like, I'm, you know, in the question of how do we save the environment, the way you phrased it, I'm not sure, quite sure I agree with. I mean, there's, there's, there's a way we have a discussion. So I would say that, that if you generally agree with it, you feel like you're in solidarity with that statement, you should join the ISO. And we can discuss, you know, what, what might or might not be a barrier. So it's hard to say in general. In general. Okay, so I'm going to have Sherry speak, and then I had about like four people on the list who may have had questions as well, so I'll get back to that, them after Sherry. So. Well, first, in terms of the earlier questions about socialism and class, I think we have to understand, our audience, we understand as the ISO, our audience is not like the immediate world, uh, and we're going to be a minoritarian movement for some time to come, and actually for people who, you know, have the heebie-jeebies about using terms like working class and socialism, this is probably not the place for them to be. Um, but uh, fortunately for us, millions of people actually do identify uh, in terms of class and in terms of socialism. I have all sorts of different content and confusion and differences uh, and things like that that need to be debated out and discussed out with us about what that means. And that uh, and, and of that, some subsection uh, would uh, would certainly um, uh, I think be uh, appropriate to join it. I want to say something about how much of the principles do you have to agree with? I think it's a very important question because it's not as though it's like in high school with like if you get eight out of ten right, you're in, um, or 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 that there's some sort of, I don't think we should conceive of it that way. The essence of what we're about, and our rules, you'll notice, and where we stand, uh, amounts to a few hundred words. We're, we're, not, we're not big on the, uh, that verbiage. It's really about, if you believe in the self-emancipation of the working class, opposition to oppression of every kind, and building an organization that is centralist with elected leadership and all the rest of that, and, and helping to build that and, and support it financially and organizationally, um, then uh, this perhaps is an organization for you. Within that, there are debates, as you mentioned, and the debate, the nature of the debate about state capitalism, essentially this notion that, you know, the Soviet Union, China, Cuba, whatever, you know, uh, don't actually represent worker states, um, is uh, is an important one. We're not happy, it's not, it's, it's, the, the nature of the debate within the organization is not that some people think that they're socialism and some people don't. It's about what importance to give this position and now where we stand, and that is something that um, is an open and, 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 and welcome debate in our organization, because things have obviously changed since 1977 when the ISO was 
was founded. And the role of that, that question has, has changed, not that it's become irrelevant. And I think we want to have a healthy debate in the organization. So it, it's about the fundamental principles uh, of agreement, not about a sort of checklist of every single position that one must sort of have a certain percentage of agreement on. So the woman in the pink shirt. Yeah, I've got two questions. What, what, is, what is your response to relationships with the Green Party? You know that the Green Party is not on the ballot here and is also supporting the Democrats occasionally, from what I understand. And also, what is the, dif- the difference between you and the Social Workers Party, which also considers itself a trafficking organization? Okay, I have, um, let's see. Um, is, okay, I saw it. There's you. Yes, you asked that question before. Mm-hmm. Does the ISO target anybody and everybody, for example, random people on the street, as well as trying to engage people in like blog posts and forums on it? I'm in the orange shirt there, the man in the orange shirt. I'm just wondering how the organization is structured and how decisions are made. Um, okay, but he was a super spy kid. I, I just wanted to make, um, I know that Todd uh, dealt with this a little bit with regards to the name, socialism. Uh, usually the other side that, that disagrees always attacks the name first. And we cannot change a name of something that we have used for so long, like feminism. Feminism got a very, very bad rap for the longest time, and all of a sudden I hear women saying, oh, should I say I'm feminist or shouldn't? Of course, I think we should keep the name, and we should try to look at it and and show how, explain to people what the name means and correct the the bad things that were mentioned about the name rather than try to say, let's use something else. Okay, um, so I have um, Lauren, and then there's that woman. actually going to have to cut off the list. I'm sorry that I didn't say that before about taking a last round of hands, um, but we can continue this discussion, rest assured. Um, so I have the woman uh, who has uh, red hair there, and then um, and then I think I was going to call an Alessandro. Um, what, where can we access um, basic literature for those interested in the ISO? Um, what exactly makes you a member of the ISO, and what... Where does the ISO stand for women's rights? What exactly do they uh, do for women's rights now? All right, so I have Alessandro and then Kinga. 
Sherry spoke to uh, what a member is in terms of politically what you agree with. So we have, you know, you agree with the self-emancipation of the, the working class, opposed to any expressions um, of oppression, um, and agree to the, the, the way that our group is organized, which I'll get into that, but also that you uh, agree to participate in the building of the organization. I think that's the uh, one thing about our group is that because of the things that we're involved in, it really requires the active participation um, of every member. Um, and so, you know, in terms of how we're organized, we're involved in um, lots of different movement, act activism, LGBT rights, immigrant rights, um, you know, there's a whole gamut depending on the different localities. But the most important thing that we're really engaged in is within those struggles, talking to people, articulating uh, to people why socialism, why they, you know, not only just strategic questions about the movement, but always coming back to the issue of why people should be organized um, as revolutionary uh, uh, socialists and um, the need to really build um, an organization, uh, uh, a socialist organization. In terms of how decisions are made, the ISO is organized in uh, uh, branches. So in different localities, different cities, some campuses, different places around the country, uh, we have branches of uh, which are composed of members of uh, the, the group who come together uh, to work in a particular uh, locality. Um, a branch is organized in terms of uh, there's the membership, there is a uh, what is called a branch committee, which is a, 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 an elected body of people within a branch um, who are basically play a leadership role um, in the branch. Beyond that, there's a um, there. <laughs> yeah, so so I think that that's the the main thing I wanted to stress was just that being an, an ISO member is you know someone asks what what does it mean? It means being an active participant in organizing struggle, but also uh, within those struggles promoting the idea of building um, around the idea of uh, socialism. Okay, so the last speakers that I'll have to try and take out some of the great questions that people put forward um, are Sarah. Uh, Rachel and uh, Roger and then Kevin. Yeah, this talk has 
title, Everything You Need to Know to Join the ISO in 45 Minutes. And obviously, we're not going to get to all of it. But um, I wanted to talk about a little bit what, what is a working class, because it relates to the question somebody asked about what working class um, members do and to talking about a little bit. Um, so the working class, you know, to me, the working class is the people who do the work in our society but don't have any say over the decisions about how the work gets done. So, you know, people know that today that means, you know, it's not just there's a stereotype that that means factory workers. It's factory workers, but it's also the people who drive the buses, the nurses and doctors even almost, you know, some more, more and more today who work in the hospitals, the teachers who teach in the schools, the people who uh, work in retail, people who work in construction, people who do the work but don't have any say over over you know how what the goal of that work is and the best kind of research I've seen on that says that that's about 75% of people actually the most important thing about the definition of working class people is that these are people who are never going to get ahead and this is probably most of us in this room never going to get ahead through your own individual efforts but rather only if you we get together with our coworkers and strike and organize <laughs> and demand more so that you can't get ahead um, by being a good you know being really good at what you do but it's going to depend on um, collective action with the other people around you. That's kind of the most important thing um, about uh, working class. And the working class, somebody pointed out, the working class is actually really multi-ethnic in this, in this country. So things that we do include, you know, publishing a Spanish uh, newspaper, having translation at all of our meetings. People will probably know that that's, you know, woefully inadequate to actually building a, a, a you know, a multi-ethnic you know, multi organization of people who speak, multilingual organization. To speak truthfully about my experience in L.A., the, the young people tend to be bilingual in their language. So, so the most successful way to actually build a bilingual um, organization is if you if you you know recruit young people who are who speak both languages, and then they can kind of step back and start you know writing articles in their in their first language, or you know you know recruiting their parents or talking to their you know people from their community. So you can't just sort of um, by publishing the right literature, you know, build yourself a multilingual organization. So I think it really for us is really going to um, uh, depend on, on recruiting a young bilingual cadre who can then, you know, leadership, who can then, you know, uh, recruit other people. But um, uh, but the thing about, uh, so so if, if that's our definition of, of working class, and if that's about at least 75% of people, it's definitely the vast majority of people in our organization, because even if you're a student now, you're, most students work or are, you know, very close to, to being workers themselves. Um, you know what do you have to do. Kianga outlined some of the some of the main things. You know, coming to branch meetings is this, is the sort of central thing. We didn't really talk about our newspaper yet, Socialist Worker Newspaper. So this is where, you know, we actually kind of go out and do out. And, Wrap up. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I didn't hear. Um, to to go out and do and do outreach with the with the newspaper and paying dues to the organization to support the things that you see going on this weekend, whether it's conferences, organizers, putting on meetings, publishing all of our literature out there. That's what the dues uh, go to supporting. So, sorry. Thanks. Right. So I have uh, Rachel and then um, Roger and Kevin. Okay. Um, I guess I just wanted to answer the question about the Green Party and the SVP and actually make that sort of a broader answer about other organizations on the left, which is I think one of the strengths of the ISO and um, one of the most important things about being the organization, which is that we take an approach that is we want to work with anybody and everybody who is interested in promoting a central demand like you know, stopping the law in Arizona, like promoting gay rights. We want to we want to include as many people as we can because, like Sarah just said, we think that people who are who are with us in terms of their class membership is about seventy five percent. 
of, um, of the you know, community. And because of that, you know, not everybody comes to it from the same point of view. They might be affected by one issue over another. They might be affected by the really interested in fighting for our faith. He's really pissed off about that. Or they might be really interested in trying to expand, you know, access to community health programs or something like that. So that's how we approach um, building your organization and meeting people who are involved in different areas. Is that we're open. Now it's defined membership in the ISO is different than being a member of those organizations because we do have a set of principles that are guided by the where we stand and you know by the idea of self-emancipation for the working class. So that is the guiding principle overall. Um, but that you know through our work around that in a broader sense, where we're fighting for workers' rights, for women's rights, gay rights, things like that, we are going to come in contact with people who have varying ideas around that. And so you know we. Want to, we want to be inclusive in all of our movement work and in how we organize a march or how we organize a big rally. But then we also want to say, but to be, you know, to be part of the ISO, there's actually a more specific set of, of organizational and political ideas that make you, um, and, you know, that make you belong to this organization. So I think that answers some of that. Thank you. Um, so I Roger, and then Kevin will be our last speaker. Yeah, just on the. Um, you know, the kind of what the members do, what the meetings look like, what makes you a member kind of thing. I mean, I think just, just backing up to that, like, look, I'm the, and where we stand and, and, you know, go through that, like, what, what, are, what, are, what is the fundamentals, right? Of capitalism must go and must be replaced by socialism. The working class is, is the social force that can lead that fight, build that revolution and make that happen. We, we need to organize ourselves into a party to do that. Um, there's a lot more to say on all that, but, but you know, uh, two minutes. So what, what goes with that? How can we build a united working class fight? We can't do it with racism. We have to combat that. We can't do that so long. The se sexism, racism, homophobia, nativism, uh, all these things are used to divide us. We need a, to build a, a united working class fight back. Working class is black, brown, white, native-born, immigrant, gay, straight, uh, man, woman, and so on. Um, so those are the fundamentals from which the rest uh, flow from. So what, what makes you a member? Well, the starting point is, 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 is at least basic starting agreement with those, with those fundamental principles. It takes a lifetime to hone yourself as a Marxist. Okay, I've been doing this for 10 years, and I figure I got another 40 years of, of intense reading and, and, and experience, and I'm going to get really good at it. So like, it's a project. So that's, I mean, we're asking people to commit themselves to a very serious project. We're trying to get rid of the most established, entrenched class system that the world has seen, with the mo and frankly, with the U.S. ruling class, one of the most vicious ruling classes the world has ever seen. We have some exciting moments in that too. I'm not trying to say it's, you know, but it's a serious test. That's what we're asking for. What do members do? It flows from that stuff, right? We talk about you, you need to pay dues. Uh, you need to come to branch meetings, participate in the life of the branch, um, sell the paper with us. That's how we engage. The question: Do we target everyone? Okay. Um, because what you mean by that? But like, look, I, th I think the crisis right now is causing hundreds of thousands. Thousands and thousands of people in this country, millions of people around the world, to question on what basis the society actually works and on what basis could it be transformed to something else. We are trying to cast a broad net to reach out to as many of those people as possible. At the same time, work very closely with others in the project of building the movements and building, rebuilding the left and building a, a revolutionary current within that. So um, what we do as a member is really is, is aimed at like is building that kind of process. So if people have specific questions about like, well, what do branch meetings look like and, and what do you mean? I'm kind of nervous about selling a paper and so on. Come talk to me afterwards. I'm happy to talk to people about that more specifically. All right. Thanks so much. And then Kevin. 
will take us out. And I didn't see myself as an activist. I, I thought activists were like special kind of people. They weren't born that way. Uh, <laughs> but uh, getting into the organization and participating in the life of the branch that Roger men mentioned as, as far as like what is what is entailed to be a member, we go to our branch meetings. Um, participating in the life of the branch meant that um, there was a freedom of debate. Like everyone was encouraged to to uh, uh, weigh in, voice their opinion, um, disagree with a more experienced member. Um, and to me, uh, that process of discussing uh, uh, the politics, um, issues that are related uh, to what was going on, you know, as far as like the openings for social movements, you know, around us, um, to me that was, was vital in, in terms of uh, building uh, my confidence um, to go out into the world and then lead in the actual um, stuff that's going on out there. And so that's, uh, someone asked about like, what, what is the process in terms of, like someone, meant, uh, someone asked a question, question about like, uh, what's the process of, uh, what was that up here? The, the structure and decision making. Uh, I, I wanted to put that out there to, to connect to that decision making process. Um, you have to have freedom of, of discussion and debate, and to be able to be critical and independent thinking, and that was encouraged. I need to wrap up. Uh, so, the last thing I'll put out there is that I, I'm helping staff the uh, ISO table out near the registration, um, and so we have materials that where we stand that fleshes out our principles. This is a great packet to start with. Um, for those who are not near a a branch, let's say in Fresno, this is a great um, packet that has the nitty gritty about how to start your own branch. Um, it's the ins and outs. It's, it's pretty amazing, like what it has in, in that little tiny packet. Um, the last thing is let's continue the discussion. Um, if you're interested in joining, see us here at the, t at the table. Um, our, our job here is to also network you to, to folks at the branch. To get a study group going, if you want to participate with, with members who are close to you, uh, let's set up a study group together and we can read the meaning of Marxism or the Where We Stand packet. The preceding program was a production of WeAreMany.org, a website dedicated to publishing radical and activist media that promotes a better understanding of today's world while also putting forward a vision for a better future. We Are Many is a project of the Center for Economic Research and Social Change. To learn more about this program or to find others like it, check out wearemany.org.